to completely unoriginal this is episode 21 i'm your host steve and uh, it's just gonna be me for this episode i don't know whether or not there will be point episodes um maybe maybe there will maybe there won't i'm not sure but um it's been over a week and i ha- there were a few things that were on my mind that i thought would be perfect for a standalone episode with just me and kind of my opinions on these topics and these things that have been roaming around in my mind lately um, I initially wanted to do this a couple days ago when I came home from work because I saw some tweets and I saw some, some stuff happening and it made me feel angry and it made me feel, it made me feel, that was the thing. It was this, this topic that actually made me feel and I'm going to get into it a bit later in this episode, but I did want to kind of rant that night and then after coming home from work, I was just a bit, I don't know, tired, I guess, because I lied down and I just passed out. And so I never actually got to it. And then a few days I've been racking it in my brain, thinking about these other topics that have come up. And I wanted to, to dig in, get a little bit more information and kind of calm myself a bit so that I'm not just spewing some stuff that is just incoherent ramblings like, oh, I'm angry about everything. <laughs> And so I waited a bit, and now I'm kind of heading into these topics with a clear, balanced, level head. Um, looking at them with like both pros and cons, and from both sides. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit later. As for like the usual stuff, the video games and stuff like that, um, like I like it's been just for like over this month now. It's kind of been slow. This morning I was actually thinking about getting back into Dark Souls because I was reading a Reddit uh, thread and somehow Dark Souls always ends up coming up. And it just made me think like, oh yeah, I forgot how good that game was and I should probably go back and beat it. And it got me into a Dark Souls kind of mood, which I feel I need to be in to actually play that game because if you've never played it, it is ridiculously challenging. (laughs) <laughs> it is one of the most challenging games I've ever played, and it kind of equals the amount of challenge that I encountered when I played, uh, uh, what was it, Mario Strikers Charged, which is also a really challenging game. I know it's from Nintendo, and I know it's like a Mario soccer game, but fuck you if you don't think that's a challenging game, because we spent months trying to beat that prong Pete, and we finally did, and it was amazing. <laughs> Okay, so like the first thing, um, comic books, I've been continually continually reading Moon Knight, um, the 2006 version, and same old, same old, it's still good, it's kind of like someone took the DC characters Batman and mixed him with Jason Todd, which is really messed up, but really, really interesting, and gruesome, like to the point where he skins people's faces, so there's that. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm on the topic of comic books because, um, yes, I know Amazing Spider-Man number one, Peter Parker's going to be back, 
that's one thing I want to talk about here is the comic book solicits. I like them because I know what I'm getting into a little bit down down the road. Like, oh, where's this character going? Or what's this book doing a little bit later on? Or will this book end? Will this, like, oh, look at that new book that's starting. But I hate it because it spoils so much for consumers and for people just who may just not even who may just not even be like looking at it. Like I got I got spoiled for the Amazing Spider-Man number one. I wasn't intentionally looking for oh Peter Parker's back in this. It was just like on like a like a Reddit subreddit or I saw it in a tweet or something, and I was like, well I knew that was gonna happen. Like obviously it was going to happen, but now I know there's like an possible no there's like an end for superior so that's what i'm just that's what i don't like is that it it spoils so much for people and i don't really understand why it needs to like yes they're advertising for upcoming stuff they're getting attention it's i know that in the beginning the solicits were mainly for the comic book stores and publishers and all that stuff so that they could know what to buy and how much to buy and all that stuff and then somewhere it moved into the public eye so then the public consumers they know what's coming what they want to spend on what they want to add to their pull list and i get all of that i just hate how i hate how they can spoil so much and just it just sucks because it can ruin a story sometimes and that's pretty much my opinion on that um, another topic I wanted to talk about was uh, social media. Um, lately, Balls has been saying like, "Oh, you should make like a like a Facebook group or like a Facebook page for for completely unoriginal this podcast, and maybe you should make a Twitter for it." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." Which it is. Like it, it's a valid point. Like I should be making these these social media pages and usernames and all that stuff. Like there should be that stuff, and I keep wanting to. But then there's just this reaction where it's it becomes more of a more of a real thing if I do that. And that kind of makes me nervous. Because then I don't know, it becomes like a this, this thing. And of course I see the numbers of people who, who download and all that stuff. And I see the numbers, but it's different from when I see it than if, if I made, like, a Facebook page or something and it became public and it became, like, oh, this page has, like, three likes or something. And it's not that it that should matter. Like, it, it shouldn't naturally affect me, but it, it does. And so that's, I think that's my initial fear of it is the fact that when I do make a page of it or whatever, I have to, like, realize that it's an actual thing that, some people may not like or some people may not enjoy and like there's this number staring back at you saying oh there's only this many people who actually care about what you're doing and i love being able to to use these formats to communicate with people it's great and i love the way that you can actually send out information through it so quickly but again like as soon as you make that it's it's become this thing where it's not just like a hobby and it's not just like a oh I'm doing this just for me it's like a oh I want to verify that people are actually listening and there's like 
I can't really go into detail. Like, that's pretty much all, all I feel about that is, like, I feel as soon as I do that, there's this number that I have to face, and it's... It makes me nervous. And usually I don't really... Like, I care what people think. I really do. And even though people are like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't care what people think, it's not like this inherent switch you can just turn off. It's always, like, there, because I always want to affect people with what I'm saying or what I'm doing. And then, and if this is made, like, a page or whatever, I can only see, like, this number, and, and I don't know. It's just... It may it may make me feel like I'm not really doing anything with this, and then it it it'll be become it'll become pointless. That's pretty much my opinion on that, and I do like I do want to make like a Facebook page and a Twitter and all that stuff, but it's just this inherent fear that I have, where deep down it'll all come down to it being pointless. Because the number of people who see it, the number of people who I may or may not affect, will just make me kind of stop doing this. That was a little bit depressing, sorry about that. <laughs> um, and another thing, another thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, I mentioned in episode 17 about uh, mental health campaigns and mental illnesses and how there should be a better awareness for them. And currently, um, I'm wearing a uh, Bell Let's Talk uh, bracelet, or I think in the one South Park, South Park episode, they were called a SCAS, a SCAS for your cause. And uh, I got that from, oh, I'm not going to say where, but I got that. And I wear it because, like I said, it, it is an issue that... I feel that many people should be more aware of. And I like this initiative where these big-headed corporations such as Bell and hopefully Rogers will do something and tell us, and I hope more corporations do. And it's where this, where they actually kind of put proceeds and donations and some of their money or some of the consumer's money into like research and into into like helping make more aware of these mental illnesses. I think that's such a really good idea because, like I said previously, these mental illnesses, there are different forms, different kinds, and not too many people know of them, and people need to because I think a lot more people have mental illnesses than they are led to believe. I think people think that they're normal, or I'm not going to say normal. I don't want to say normal, but... I think people believe that they're okay when deep down they may not be. And like I said before, there's just this um, this social reaction where if you admit that you're broken or you admit that you have a problem, um, people kind of treat it like it's a disease or kind of they kind of treat it like it's a sickness and that you're not right or something like that. And so I'm really... I really like these these campaigns and I wish people would do more things to make mental illnesses more aware and maybe not just mental illnesses maybe stuff that should be more aware but isn't like I'm only talking about mental illnesses because I know a few people 
who are close to me that have mental illnesses. And I think a lot more people should be aware of the different forms, different kinds, and how they affect people. And how maybe, how maybe you can be more aware of it, and maybe you can get yourself checked, and maybe you should be asking questions where maybe you might not be alright, and maybe you might need help. And I want, I want people to be able to get help without this fear of society looking down on them. And, uh, that's, that's just about that issue. So, yeah, currently I'm wearing this, uh, blue bracelet, let's talk thing, because I do support this kind of cause. And I'm not entirely sure when it's going to come off, but that's pretty much my opinion on that. And if you want to hear more, go back to episode 17, because I'd probably go into a little bit more depth there. I'm sorry, but I... just am not really feeling going into it in this episode because I've already done that and I I feel like retreading something shouldn't be like I shouldn't I shouldn't retread something that I've already talked about um and uh, the the final thing that I really want to talk about in this episode um I have it listed on this paper right in front of me, and I'll just read. I'll just read it, and then I'll go into a little bit more detail. Um, ignorant companies banning amazingly well-made third-party apps. Now I'm going to go into like a little bit more detail here. So, for those that don't know, I have a Windows Phone, and it's Windows Phone Eight. Um, I enjoy Microsoft products. I do. Um, I enjoy what they're doing with the, the Windows Phone operating system. I enjoy how it's different from the Android and iOS and their whole grid format. I like that it's trying to be unique and trying to be, trying to be new and trying to be something different in its own right so that we can get past this, oh, we need these grid icons on this, like the natural OSs that have been just coming out for the last five years. I like that it's being different. And the one issue that I've seen with this is whenever someone brings up a Windows phone or brings up the operating system and compares it to iOS or Android, the first thing that gets attacked is, oh, the the app um, marketplace. Oh, it doesn't have as many apps as like iOS or Android or its app selection is very limited. And people who utter that, I don't really feel like they actually go into the marketplace and see what's there. Because for every for every Instagram, for every Twitter, for every Snapchat there is on iOS and Android, there is the same exact thing on the Windows Phone. Just recently, Instagram came out with their own Instagram Windows Phone app. And before that, there were third-party apps made amazingly well, better than the first-party apps. For example, um, there's a Windows Phone developer named Rudy Hun, or Hune. Um, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that. But he's an amazingly uh, third-party app creator, developer for Windows Phone. And all he does is Windows Phones. And just the sheer effort that third-party developers put into these apps is just mind-blowing. And they look amazing. They work amazing. And sometimes I feel the third-party apps are developed way better than the first-party apps ever could be. 
Like for example, uh, Rudy, he had developed a Instagram third-party app for Windows Phone before Instagram made their first-party app. And it's called Six Tag, if you want to check it out. And it was developed just as well as the, the Instagram apps for iOS and Android. And some people even think that it's developed a little bit better because he put a little bit more effort into it. And it shows, like, there are more... I think there are more filters than the regular Instagram, and there's just more... It shows that the developer is trying. And it shows that the developer actually cares about this uh, this application and, and this product. And he's not getting any money off of it. He's just doing it just because he feels that Windows Phone users shouldn't be cheated out of a inexperience. And so he made six tag and he made like a Snapchat equivalent called Six Snap and he like you can actually check out his Twitter. I honestly recommend checking out his Twitter and just seeing the effort that he puts into this. Cause he, he puts his heart into developing these these apps that are on that are highly demanded on um, Windows Phone. And he does it and he creates it and it's right there. And it's, like I said, it's just as good, if not better, than the first-party apps. And then then those companies, like Instagram, see, oh, well, look at this, like, marketability. Like, look at this sheer pool of consumers that we have just been blinding, or just, like, not been looking at. Like, they can see the numbers when, um, when they see how many users they've gone up since 6Tag has come out. And it really shows that people actually care and about that product and that people actually want it on the Windows phone. And I feel like the marketplace has grown substantially since it's, since it's began. And I think a lot of people would agree that for all of the, the main essential apps that people are screaming and demanding and people own on the iOS, I feel that they are on the Windows phone. I don't think there's like a main app because, like I said, even six, even Snapchat has an equivalent on Windows Phone called Six Snap, and Rudy he 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 likes to follow like the code of conduct and the kind of core code that these main corporations or these main main companies or whatever uh, have for their own apps. Like he won't do something that goes against what is the initial idea of, of the app. For example, um, Snapchat, I'll, I'll take that for example. Um, some other third-party apps for Snapchat make it so that you can take a screenshot of it. And this goes against kind of the whole point of Snapchat, where it's you look at a picture and like for a number of seconds or however long you set it, the picture disappears and it deletes and goes away. And people keep pestering him at saying, so when can we get this uh, screen capturing? When can we, you know, do that? And he goes, that's kind of against what they're doing. That's kind of against what they want to, what Snapchat's all about. And he kind of follows and do- makes the app equivalent to how it is on the first party for iOS and Android. And he won't go a step that goes against the core values of that company and that application. And I think that's amazing. And the reason I've got, gotten on the idea of 
you know, ignorant companies banning amazingly well-made third-party apps is because Rudy developed this app, and it's called Six Tender. And what it is is it's a Windows Phone Tinder app, and it's the very first Windows Phone Tinder app. And if you don't know what Tinder is, look it up. It's like this... You can Google it. It's like this um, social app, I guess. Like, uh, you download it or whatever, and it, it syncs to your Facebook, so you have to have Facebook to use it. And it'll take all your Facebook information and your GPS of your phone, your geographic location, and it'll, um, it'll kind of scan and search and find people in or around your area, and then it'll show you, like, their picture and, like, their profile and stuff like that, and you can, it'll, it'll tell you whether or not, um, you guys have anything in common or anything like that, and you can go through the pictures and, or the, the kind of small profile that they create on the app, and you can decide whether or not you want to like them or not like them. It's like a really, it, it's like an app version of Hot or Not, is the way I would put it. It's like Hot or Not. It's like, oh, she's good-looking, or he's good-looking, I'll like him. Oh, she's not, she's not really my type or anything like that, I'll not like him. Yes, it's super, super judgmental, and it's super shallow. You're A lot of times you're basing your opinion right off of their looks, but then other times you can see like what you have in common with them. And then after you like them, if that person likes you and sees your profile and likes you or whatever, you'll become quote-unquote matched, and then the app will go into another section where you can actually message these people to get together and talk and like learn more about these people. So it's like this this social app for meeting new people in your area. Um, back on to the main topic. So, so Rudy made uh, a Tinder app for Windows Phone, the very first Tinder app for Windows Phone, because it's already on iOS and it's already on Android, and Tinder hadn't really said that they wanted to do a... Uh, Windows Phone app. They never mentioned that they were. It was a work in progress or anything like that, for that matter. And so Rudy put his effort in and decided to make this app because it's in high demand right now, and a lot of people, a lot of young adults, just people, they want to use it, and they don't feel like they should be neglected to use it just because of the OS that they're using. And so he made a Tinder app called Six Tinder, and it was in high demand. Right after he published it, and it went through, I, I honestly don't even remember the downloads for it. But it was in high demand, and it got so many downloads, and just, it did amazingly well. And just, like, looking at the app, you can see the effort that he put into it. Like, it looks absolutely amazing, it functions so smoothly, seamlessly, and it just works. One issue I have is that it, it seems like it overheats. But, again, I think that's that's what third-party developers do a little bit better than first-party. The difference is a first-party developer, they have to send the app and make sure it's perfect. Like, you can't have a mess-up in that. If it's a third-party app, you're going to have little hiccups because you'll support it a little bit later. And so you can send it, and it can have this problem, and then you can fix the problem and patch it in, like, a day's notice. And so there's kind of this give, give and take where where people kind of know what you're getting in a third-party app, but you know it's supported. You know it's cared for because that developer is putting his hard-earned time into it for a specific reason, because he wants to do it, because he, he wants to give people 
this this program, this application that they haven't had before, or that they're not able to have. And so um, the app went out, and it did amazingly well, and it got the attention of Tinder. And that was no good for them, I guess, because they decided to contact Microsoft and get it banned from the store. So for the past few days right now, this app has been banned. It's no longer found in the App Store. It's You can't download it, and the reason is um, it's understandable. Look at it from the side of like the corporation. The, the app, like they have their own trademark and all that stuff, and the app's name resembles too closely to theirs. That's valid. I'll, I understand that. And the app, the app's logo looks a little bit too closely and resembles a little bit too closely to theirs. Understandable. That makes sense. But then to just to just utterly ban these people who want to try and use your product and you want to use your application and you want to like you're just I, it feels like these companies are biting the hand that feeds them because Rudy decided to bring this population of consumers that they hadn't had before he brought them over into the product they could see the numbers and then they just go oh yep yeah, all you guys just nope you're shut down and um, I'm glad I waited a few days to do this because, like, the CEO and of Tinder has been con- has contacted Rudy, and they're kind of talking um, behind closed doors, so to speak. So hopefully, you know, that they can work out something. Maybe they'll let Rudy make, like, a first-party Tinder app. Maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll let that app slide through if the name is changed or something. I'm not sure. But I feel like... They shouldn't have really banned that app so fast. I feel like I feel like these companies shouldn't just ban this core set of users just because of an OS that they use. And so hopefully that you know that has a good ending where maybe Tinder realizes that wow, holy shit, like there's this pool of people that we really were missing out on. And hopefully they send a first party app and collect them because they're just devoted fans they're just people who want to use the product and who can't right now because they're making it so that they can't and i guess another reason that it was um kind of banned was because i guess tinder didn't really give permission to use their api um and rudy didn't he didn't hack into it or anything like that he just was able to find a way to monitor um their traffic, their internet traffic, and you know I'm not I'm not sure hacking. This wasn't hacking, but it was developer wizardry. I can't give you all the details. I don't know, but he was able to figure it all out and make the app that no one else was able to make, and he did it so well. And so that's that's pretty much my opinion on it. Is just I don't like when ignorant companies ban amazingly well-made third-party apps. Just, it's just people who want to bring your product over to a platform that doesn't have your product. That's pretty much my opinion on that. And I hope um, it goes well, and I hope Rudy keeps doing his thing, because he's been kicking ass developing apps for Windows Phone. He's got a Snapchat called 6Snap. He's got an Instagram called 6Tag. He's got a Vine called 6Sec. He was the first one to do a Vine app on Windows Phone, and then Vine decided to do theirs after seeing all these people that they were getting. 
you know that that same thing where it kind of shows that third party developers are really bringing in people and it's really showing these these companies that people really do want their product and like i said like vine wouldn't have showed up if rudy didn't make that app instagram probably would not have shown up if rudy didn't make that app you know, hopefully there'll be a first party Snapchat, but if not, Six Snap does just perfectly fine, and I guess it's getting a new exclusive feature soon. Um, so check out those if you have a Windows Phone. Honestly, check out Rudy's apps; they're amazing. And they just they look so well, and they're fluid, and it's everything you would hope for from first party app, but it's from a third party developer, which is just mind blowing. Just the amount of time and effort he must have taken to to put in those apps. And that's a little bit depressing, too, because you put all this effort, like, you would put all this effort into into developing an app, and then it just gets banned a day later. Yeah, it doesn't seem too right to me. So I kind of wiped through those, those four topics real quick. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to comment. I don't know if anyone's going to, to do a point episode, like I said. If they do, that's great. I'll post it. If not, you know, that's fine. Episode 22 will probably be done sometime this week or sometime next week, or it'll come. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Go to uh, www.completelyunoriginal.com if you want to find out more episodes. We're also on iTunes. You can go to iTunes, go to the, go to the iTunes store, type in completely unoriginal, subscribe to us there, rate us, review us. If you want to leave a comment or you want to say something, get our attention or something, you can find us at, or you can email us at cugroup at completelyunoriginal.com. Again, that's cugroup at completelyunoriginal.com. On Twitter, I'm at the after death. So if you want to reach to me, reach out to me there, go right ahead. Um, as for the other guys, you can check out other episodes, find out what, what their uh, Twitter handle is, if they have one. Um, I highly recommend going to going back and listening to episode 17 because I did touch upon the mental illnesses and if you want to get a little bit of my my uh, thought process on that a little bit better go into episode 17 because I went a little bit more in depth than I did here this was just like a quick like this is on my mind this is on my mind that's on my mind this is what's happening um sorry about that <laughs> And so, yeah, this has been episode 21. I hope you enjoyed it. And, you know, watch up, watch, you know, listen to the next episode, listen to the episode previously, not listen to an episode. Up to you. I hope you have a good day.